What is going on, everybody? Bonus episode number 128. It is Monday, January 18th, 2021. What a freaking awesome episode this was. We did this live on Facebook. Uh, We're doing lives on Facebook every Monday. We're going to get to a point where it's consistent and there's a time so you can tune in if you would like. Um, This week we had on an amazing guest, Extina Armsworth, and this is her second appearance on the Get After It podcast. So much fun. We did a couple different things here in this interview. We actually went free range. We hit on some specific questions. So if you're in coaching or if you're in entrepreneurship uh, or, or if you are an entrepreneur, we really get into some awesome stuff, especially towards the later uh, half of this interview. It starts, though, as an awesome – I mean, it's almost like – I mean, Extina, at this point, we're just catching up as friends – it's such an awesome relationship. I've had a chance to build with her, her husband, Brad, just an amazing family they have. Um, and I had an opportunity to uh, follow up after our first episode, which was episode 79. And if you're listening to this and you have not listened to episode 79, go listen to that one for context. Uh, we it, Hilarious. We did that at a live event. We literally recorded it out on the balcony of a porch. Audio quality is fine, though. It's decent. That being said, go check that one out first. If you have listened to that one, you're going to love this one. We hit on, we come right out of the gates hitting on 75 hard because she's getting after 75 hard. But then we roll into several other things. I learned so much in this interview uh, and I could not wait to watch it back through later in the day, which I just finished doing. Some awesome freaking value in here. Extina is just just awesome. A, a person that I need to lean into more because of everything that she's doing. I'm, I'm so stoked uh, to, to bring this to you all. Um, I, I That's it. That's all I have. Let's cue the intro. This is episode 128 featuring Extina Harmsworth. Let's go cue the intro. This is the Get After It podcast. Where young professionals, entrepreneurs, and action takers learn what it takes to be a high performer. This is more than a podcast. It's a movement. Now, let's get after it with your host, Aaron Griffin. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in here live. For those who are streaming live, we do a live episode every Monday on Facebook if you're listening to this, this is episode 128 of the Get After It podcast. We're joined by the one and only Miss Extina Harmsworth today. And this is a follow-up from episode, I think it was 79 that we did way earlier. We did this, uh, what did we do that? In October, we were live at the event. And Extina, so awesome to freaking have you. By the way, whoever's listening to this, if you're live, stay with us, drop some questions on Facebook. I'll try to peep over on those. But if you're listening to the recording on this and you didn't go to that last episode, go check that thing out first. She went into her backstory, gave us like a huge and awesome introduction into what she did uh, in growing her company and her business. To do a brief introduction, um, you built a seven-figure brand, e-commerce brand online in the cosmetic space. And now, oh, this is so awesome. What you were just, I'm going to plug it right away. You were like, oh, you know, you could kind of plug it or whatever the case is. She's doing a free masterclass in her private group that's on Facebook. It's free uh, for empowering women at the end of the month. Do you want to talk about that real quickly before we kick things off? And just, hey, how have you been? How's everything going? You you have so many cool things since we, uh, I guess not since the last podcast, because I saw you on Christmas Eve. But besides that, welcome back to the Get After a Podcast. What's going on, Extina? Dude, I'm so proud of you. You're on episode 128. Yeah. Bro, 
I know. Like, I'm, uh... people, people are always like, I want to start a podcast. And you're over here like, I'm on episode 128. Like, it, holy crap. It, it's, it's um, you know, it's been cool though, because you're doing, you're doing the 75 hard, right? And we'll talk, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we're, we're, you're, you're okay. You're, you're, you're attempting it. And, and, and what I was, what, what was so cool about, so when we, when we first did our recording, uh, we did episode 79, I think it was like the 22nd or 23rd of October. I did the third attempt three days after that gathering was when I started the third attempt, right? You're going to have to tell everyone what the 75 hard thing is. Cause like when, when we like met in person, it was at a live gathering in Nashville for traffic and funnels. And mm -hmm. first of all, for everyone who's watching live, like I grew up in Michigan. And so my friend here, like Michigan vibes, what up? I lived <laughs> in San Diego. My boy here was living in San Diego both entrepreneurs. And I was like, there's something magic about this person. So Brad and I were there together and Aaron's like, Hey, I want to do a quick pod episode. Do you want to hop out on the balcony? Like, we'll just go outside and like record fast. And it ended up being such a flipping vibe. And then just this past holiday season, we went up to Michigan to hang out with family and Aaron was coming through. So we had like me and my husband, Aaron, we did lunch together, like COVID style, <laughs> you know? And so it was, it's just been so magic, like getting to know you more, totally connected. So all my Michigan people like this dude is what's up. It's so funny. Uh, so, I was just thinking uh, how out of control this podcast was going to go. So I appreciate all that and bringing it back. Extina is going to, we're going to give all the sauce on mindset and all of this great stuff. Cause I've been following your journey too. And I'm stoked to be able to, to jam about it today. But real quickly, that was such a vibe that we did for this brunch. We did that. We called it the COVID style brunch, which was essentially me meeting up with you guys. And we went and we walked through Barnes and Noble with coffees. And then we had like two hours. in the car for like yeah. two hours. It was a great time. Yeah. Because like Michigan, mm. everything is shut. So like you can't go dine in. And we're like, we're just going to make it a fun day. Exactly. You got to so make fun. the most of the situation you're in, right? And Brad tried to make you eat waffles and you're like, bro, I'm 75 hard in it. So for all my people who are watching, can you tell them what 75 hard is? Cause you just finished it and you inspired me being pregnant to do it. So first of all, congratulations on the pregnancy. So freaking awesome. I, uh, um, geez. Okay. So yeah, yeah, let's hit this. So 75 hard, you're doing two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. Uh, one has to be outside a uh, gallon of water um, you have to drink. Uh, you have to follow a diet. It doesn't matter what diet, you just have to pick it and you have to stick with it. You have to read 10 pages of a self-help book every day and you have to take a progress photo every single day. So whoever's watching live, you guys can go to my profile. I did a before and after and it wasn't just one attempt at 75 hard, it was three. Um, I started it for the first time in June. Because let's uh, back this out. If you yeah. cheat one time, you have to go back to day one. That's so it's right. no alcohol, no alcohol, no mm. cheese. And if you cheat one time, you're back at square one of 75 days. So mm -hmm. that's why you did it three times, right? Yes. And we actually had a great, uh, let me hit on this because we had a great uh, voice memo exchange earlier this, I think it was last week we were talking about, we were talking about 75 hard. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine, Dane at the gym uh, last week, because he just, he said, you know, dude, like, 
is 75 hard? Like, would you do it if it wasn't just for like weight loss? Cause he just sees it as, okay, it makes sense. Like you're trying to lose some weight. It's this crazy program. You're going to go do it. But what people don't get about this is that it's, it's like, it, it is a, it's, 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 it's in your head. It's all mental. It's not about, I mean, people would honestly probably be disappointed a little bit about my 75 hard. I think people have the impression that I was doing like insanity P90X workouts like twice a day. I wasn't, I was 300 pounds in June and uh, had the quarantine 15. I had been gaining for two years before quarantine, right? So like, so like I, I, I had the weight to lose. So I did power walking for the first two weeks, three weeks of 75 hard. I didn't even do exercises that were anything too crazy from there because I've gotten the question now a lot from people in 75 hard. And I did a post on this in the group that Andy Frisella has on Facebook where it's like, it's literally like, you got to get to day 21, forget about day 75. And this is like with anything, right? Like you got to cut up your vegetables and eat them in one bite, right? Like you got to focus on, because once you get to day 21, now you, you have a little bit of momentum. See, see for me, the first time I did it, it was, Oh, how do I put this? Like, it almost felt like, um, I was, it didn't feel like I had momentum and that I was building. It felt like I was falling. It actually felt like, okay, I lost all this weight. And now I am trying to almost back take, take steps. Like, it was almost like, I'm trying to like, make sure I don't gain it back. Right. It was like playing defense when I should have been playing offense. And it had, it was this weird feeling. And what, what it, it stemmed into was, I, there's a reason I failed those first two times. I, you know, I could give you the, the actual reasons, but the reality is it was, I think it was just a greater calling. I was meant to go through it the third time because the third time, and my buddies have all made fun of me for this. They said, you've been doing 75 days hard for six months, which is like very true. <laughs> so, so, but, but the third time was a really good adjustment because it was like, you know what, I'm not going to do this unless I'm willing to radically change the way I go about my day the way I view my day, the way I'm going to manage my time. Uh, and frankly, the, it, it forces you to get really tunnel vision on what's important because as much of a laundry list of things that you got to do, I would just list them. Um, it's, it, it's really not that challenging. It really isn't. It's, it's just the doing of it that, that you're trying to roll with. So wait, wait a second. So you said, wait, are you, are you still attempting it or what's going on? Yeah, you're, you're I'm in there. On. I am in there like swimwear off a diving board. Like I, I am in say, there. I'm, I'm inspired by it. I'm like, I'm loving this. And you're, 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 uh, what, a couple months pregnant now? A few months pregnant? 10 weeks, 10 weeks. And like the vibe is like, dude, I would say end of last summer, you know, I've been a hardcore mm -hmm. entrepreneur for years. And at the end of last summer, I came to a point when I was like, nothing is fun. Like I'm, I'm really bored and I have a life that people would kill for and I'm bored mm -hmm. and nothing is making me happy. What is mm. that? And I started tapping more into what people call their feminine energy. Like men have it, women have it. And it's really your ability to just chill the hell out and enjoy your life. And I didn't have that. So probably since about August last year, I started learning how to have fun and intentionally spending more time in my day doing things that I enjoy. And in doing that, I had a lot of champagne celebrations 
Mm. Like a lot of going out to eat, a lot of like, oh my God, what can we do that's fun? And it was like, we have a taco and margarita place. It's like really fancy schmancy about three blocks away. So multiple times a week, we were going out to eat, having margaritas, going out with friends, like really just celebrating life for the first time, really in years. Mm. And that accumulated on my waistline, like big time. And I had heard you talking about 75 hard. I had like several of my clients who they're my personal like business consulting clients. I'm helping, their build, helping them build their brands, et cetera. And they were doing Andy Frisella's 75 hard. And they're like, listen, we come into like our coaching with you and you're like feminine energy. You are like chill. You're about celebrating everything. You're having so much fun. And we go from your training into 75 hard and there's mm. not a more polar opposite thing on the planet. Mm. And so when they said that, I was like, that sounds like something I will never do. They're like, yeah, it's, it's full on masculine energy. It's like, they have like the 70 high, the 75 hard police in that group who are like telling people what's good oh, enough yeah. and what's not. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with that energy. Yeah, right. And you finished it. And I was like, I had been so in relaxation, forgiveness, working on myself, taking time out that I think I came to a point of like, it reset my energy. And I was like, I need a challenge now. Like I am celebrated. I am happy. I am balanced. And now I need a challenge and when I really looked at what's what's incorporated in 75 Heart, it sounded exactly like what I did when I was pregnant for Sloan. Mm. I was like, let's go. I, I To give context for everyone, by the way, I'm at my good friend Joey Sapanek's home office right now in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, which is, which is, I just figured I should tell everyone that because of my background. Um, Cause it feeds into just so funny. I was thinking this morning, by the way, so on brand, Joey's a, Joey's a, a associate uh, traffic and or advisor at traffic and funnels. And we had a, uh, what was it? Uh, this morning I get back from the gym and I got to take advantage. I got to do a hot tub dip because he's got a cold tank and a hot tub here. So it's like, okay, I got to go on the hot tub real quickly and then cold tank and then back into the, into the hot tub. And is, is this like a higher level of the 75 hard. Cause I'm hearing people talking about cold showers and air and I'm just not there yet. No, 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 no. I wasn't this. I did for the first time last night when I got uh, here, Joey <laughs> was like, look at what I got. And I was like, dude, I'm not touching that. And he's like, no, you'll feel weird. It's classic. Like, oh my gosh, it's awful. But then you get in the hot tub and you feel amazing. Right. So it was more of this, like, I, it's like, I got to do it. Cause I got it here. Like I'm only here for one night. So I walk in though, and Joey's already off at work and Candace, Candace, Joey's girlfriend. That's his girlfriend, right? On, on cue, yes, has some kind of, um, Taylor, Taylor Welch is just on the Alexa and he's talking about feminine energy and masculine energy. How hilarious is that? That's what I was just, I was drawing in. So when we talking about, I missed what he was talking about on masculine energy. So actually that's gonna be my next question is actually have you define it? Because with feminine energy, what, what Taylor was talking about earlier was that you're really just talking about with feminine energy, they, you want to, when you're in that mindset, you have that, that energy is associated with understanding. You want to see the bigger picture. You're okay with not, it's not about taking things fast at that moment. It's about taking things 
and just progressing forward and actually understand the big picture and the flow that's associated with it, right? What is the masculine energy kind of definition as the alternative? Because I, I, I think I could ramble on it, but do you have it? Do you kind of have an idea as to what it would be? I don't think Taylor and I are on the same page at all. To I love it. I love and it. And I'm Beautiful. okay with that because that's cool. He's like... Oh, I, I have to so... I have to so pause this, by the way, because I literally oh. caught this for like two minutes on my way in from the cold tank to the shower. So I shouldn't even say that I caught the whole definition. Okay. Let's hear about this. <laughs> this is it. This is the Get After podcast. We're talking feminine and masculine energy. Let's do it, Extina. Let's roll. Oh Let's roll. I, I, I want to hear this. This this is actually really good. No, it's it. so cool. So, you know, I'm 35 years old and I would say the bulk of my adult life, I spent in achievement mode, competition, very driven. My mind would race with what the next thing I wanted to do, excel in, learn. If it didn't benefit my bank account or my brain, it was a waste of my time. Like just a hardcore human being. The mm -hmm. vibe of every podcast, every training that I listened to, it was like, um, it was like Gary Vee vibes. It was like Taylor Welch vibes. It was, you know, getting ahead in business, getting ahead in finance, getting ahead, getting ahead, work your effing face off, like one mm -hmm. more post, more content, more, more, more is never enough. And you know, our business has reached a level of success with that. Like you've talked about this. We did hit seven figures organically with a makeup company that my husband and I launched. We co-launched it together. But it was always like in a striving energy. And it seemed like no matter how many milestones we hit, it never felt like enough. And the milestone would come and I would go big freaking deal. What's next? And our team was exhausted by that. I, I, you know, I can really get behind what Taylor talks about with like leaving a trail of bodies with my ex-employees because I was just a raging bee. Like you were working them just to death basically. And then it was, it was just like, they could, they could do their absolute best. And I would be like, yeah, but you didn't hit this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what about this? Yeah. But or, you missed or or like they do really well. And it's like, yeah, but we expect you to do really well. Yes. And I would be like, okay, so we made multiple six figures, but we didn't hit this mm -hmm. or, but the profit margins could have been better or this, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like this disgusting feeling of like, it's like too much is never enough. You're never satisfied and you could have the best thing ever, the best spouse ever, the best business ever, the best clients ever. And you're still just like, yeah, but there's more. Mm -hmm. And that feeling I associate with a lot of masculine energy because you're just so damn driven that you never take pause to enjoy to celebrate, to tap into creativity, to tap into love. It's just reason and execution and pissed mm. off drive. Mm. Structure and effing discipline. And when we had hit all these huge accolades and they just felt like no big deal because they took so long and I wasn't happy. 
it really kind of hit me in the face that I was like, wow, I'm really a miserable person. What's up with that? And I started to notice that I didn't celebrate myself. I gave myself a really hard time and because I treated myself that way. I treated other people that way. And I just wasn't really pleasant to be around. And I decided that as a mom, that should probably shift because I don't want to do that to my daughter. Mm. And if I would do it to myself and I would do it to everyone else and my employees and my spouse, it would naturally happen if I, if I continued that path that I would be that way to my daughter. And I was like, hell no. So at that point, I decided to learn what I was missing. And that meant taking a lot more time for myself. I scaled back on work. I used to work 12 to 16 hour days. Now I work approximately four hours a day. I work out every day. I get out in nature every day. That's been a habit for a long time. Um, I really stop and reflect and we celebrate a lot. Like I think last summer I bored my husband with the celebrations because I'd be like, let's go out, like buying balloons, buying champagne, like these things that I was seeing other girls model that really know how to celebrate things and anchor in a moment. Like I was Mm. like, I need to learn how to do that. And it really helped us in business because like while I was a lot more laid back and I was a lot more happy and a lot more relaxed that magnetized different clients to us. And so it wasn't about me pushing and shoving harder and striving. It was actually that people were like, wow, she actually enjoys her life. She's having fun. She's taking care of her body. She's pleasant to be around. She's not an (laughs) a-hole. Like, what is she doing? Mm. And that really accumulated into having like our best months in sales that we've ever had in business. We've had back-to-back amazing months. Um, We had a six-figure month to close out December of 2020. And to be honest, I've never worked this little. And I don't think I've ever felt this fulfilled. Mm. And that is the feminine energy vibe. It's creativity. It's stopping for dance parties in the middle of the day, even if you're a dude. It's turning on your favorite song, rolling down the windows and getting into the full vibes. It's celebrating with friends. It's telling people how much you appreciate them and love them. It's marking the moment. When you hit a milestone, instead of going like, Zoom, that's not enough, what's next? You literally take some time and anchor it in. And you know about this, buy yourself a trinket to mark the moment that whenever you look back on that, you're like, damn, that was from that one time when we did X, Y, Z. Like, Mm. wow, that was amazing. You won't remember the milestone, but you'll remember the party. Mm. Can I ask you a question on this? Yep. I am curious because I'm thinking of someone who is either in two different parts, either their entrepreneur, business, craziness, and they're working the 16 hour days and they hear this and they say, Stina, it sounds great, but I have X, Y, and Z that I got to do and get done and make things happen. And I got payroll, I've got this, and you just did through there. The other person is, and I'm just thinking more so to our audience, there's a young professional there who's like, Stina, this is also great, but like I work a full-time corporate gig and yeah, I don't want to do this the rest of my life, but like I got loans to pay, there's bills to come due, like 
I can't get to this point where I'm just going to be, you know, not like my goals. Like I got to get after it when I can on the things that I'm trying to do. So my question here is actually stemmed on the fact that I think you would probably looking back, you're glad you went through those times that you did because you had, you, you had to, to learn from them, right? What are some guardrails that people can implement in their life or their business or whatever the case is that actually gets them steered back in the right course? This is so good because especially there's, there's the time frame before you have the marriage and before you have the babies and you're like, you know, this is my moment. Like I got to push, like, this is the time to build, you know, a lot and, of pressure, a lot of pressure in those moments now. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I would agree with that. I did that. I worked, I worked really, really diligently, you know, in mm-hmm. my late teens and all through my twenties. But there has to be that balance where when you're on, yes, you're in your masculine and you are fully focused and you are fully in it and you are giving your best. And then there has to be at the end of the day, there has to be a point when enough is enough. And that's what I never understood. Like, Okay, so say you have your nine to five thing or a corporate job and you're building another thing on the side. Okay, so you're going to come home and in in order to keep your body in balance, are you going to go for a walk? Are you going to work out? Are you going to eat a healthy, nourishing meal? Yes. And then do you want to give yourself two hours at night to work on your, your side gig? Is it four? What do you have bandwidth for? And at the end of that time frame, be done. Like that was my biggest lesson from my teachers in 2020, especially on the feminine and masculine balance. It's like, there's nothing wrong with masculine energy. Entire nations are built on masculine energy, huge corporations and huge movements. They're built on masculine energy, but there has to be a time limit. And at the end of the time limit, You need to be able to shut it off and trust yourself that you did enough and that you are enough and trust the process that the right people will see it and be able to just let go and have a fucking life. Like enjoy it. It it really is pulling me back to, we're talking about 75 hard before this. And one of the things where this podcast is the result of was when I was so for when I was when I was scaling my first business with the student painters and we hit I mean every metric you could hit right like we were we you know, thing did like three million or something right we did right and we did so our, my first year so when I when I was in school my first year as a freshman I did we did well our team did we broke six figures in revenue and I had like more money than God. I made like $15,000 that summer as a freshman. And I went in, I was, I was so, my joke is I always tell people, then I put it all on Amazon stock. That's always the joke. I tell people, which I didn't, of course, I went to, I went to the bars. That's the stock that I went in, right? Like any 19 year old culture. I didn't have an ID that told me I was, you know, a little older, whatever the case is. But <clears throat> so then on, on so, my sophomore year, I came back, we did really well with it again. And I made a, a, just a, a lot more than that first summer. And 
what I recognized was we had a division that was really struggling in the company. The company was made up of five divisions, I think at that time. And it didn't even make sense. Like it was probably going to get shut down. Like there's no way the division was profitable. They did like $400,000 in revenue or something along those lines. And um, I just approached the ownership and I said, you know, is there any, and it wasn't like, okay, it was, it was a little crazy. I was 19 and it just made no sense. You don't put somebody who's not like every other division head was at least like 23 to 26, right? Somewhere in that range. Yeah. That being said, I was a top performer those two years that I was running just my teams, right? That I was actually running because I had a six person team and then a 25 person team that second year. So we went out to the division and in the first year we got it to, I think we, we did over a million. I think we did like almost 1.1 that first year. Then the second year we did about almost 1.7. So and they just won division of the year. Actually, the year I left, I joke, I, I got out of their way. They did even better. My leadership team crushed it out there. I'm so proud of them. So awesome so stuff. Good. When I was doing that though, this is just, this is so funny how this is where the conversation goes. I just spoke to one of those leaders yesterday and he's got a huge week going on. This guy's hustling. He's doing all this crazy stuff. And I told him, I said, dude, is there any time for you this week? Dude, this Cause, is the question. Because he's and he's in he's in a hotel for five days doing meetings with different people and following COVID procedures, all this stuff, and everything's going on. And I said, dude, you know, here's the thing that people don't tell you about traveling for business. Everyone wants to travel for business because it sounds so great. And then you realize it's just a lot of nights in lonely hotel rooms that are just like a cell, right? So I was like, dude, you're going in a box for five days. You're going to lose your mind if you're only doing business. Yep. So no matter what, we need to have like a non-negotiable hour where I don't care if it's working out or whatever the case is, yes. Yes. And we this. need to just pull away from it. Yeah. I didn't do that though. When I was scaling that division, it was crazy amounts of debt incurred on my body. Cause it was like 16 hour days. I just chose, I was like, well, I'm making the money. I don't need to cook. As simple as that, boom, just all of a sudden gaining 50, 60, 70 pounds in two years, right? Wow. That's where it all, that's where it all came from. So like we talk about, but that was also like, there's people who keep themselves, you know, not weight heavy, who are super unhealthy working those 16, 17, 18 hour days at the same time, Totally. right? So it's really, it's more about, again, up here, it's about plugging yourself out of that situation because you actually perform better, especially when you're in a job where your job is to think. Like your role as a leader is not an hourly basis. It's about your value that you're bringing to the yeah. people who are paying for it or whatever the case is, whether it's access or the people that you're working with, you're providing value. So when you're not on, you're literally cautioning yourself that you can't work yourself out of that hole, yeah. right? Um, geez, there was a question in there. I think I was going to go to, but you, 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 you stem that up. So that's, so that's what I did for two years. And I exited in the fall of 2019. Oh, that's what I wanted to get to. The, the podcast was simply a result of, because I was no longer doing these crazy days. I yep. stopped sharing to social media. I used to do Instagram stories of just tangents. It's literally what the podcast is. If anyone's watching is unfamiliar with the get after podcast, we do, three to six or seven minute rants every morning that gets your day going with <laughs> optimism, energy. And we, we mix in a lot of business leadership and strategy. And then we have an awesome guest like, like Extina every once in a while, right? 
So, so that came though out of not having that where I went from getting 200 phone calls a day leading a eight person executive team and a 200 person team entirely out in the division as a whole down to like, you know, mom calls me everyone. So I then like a couple other people, great friends like Joey, whatever the case is. Right. So it went from that. It was like, I can't depend on the hours I'm putting in to bring me fulfillment. Cause I won't do it. Like the podcast was started in my car while I was traveling because I needed to exert that energy. So I guess that's what I was just thinking that we came from more of a need to get that energy out there. Then I've done different things with the podcast. I shut it down in February, a month after launching it because I went to Europe for five weeks and I unplugged. Apparently I knew coronavirus was coming. Apparently. apparently. Um, So there's your Europe trip out the gate. Right. I want to, I want to respect your time. This is so awesome that we have you here. I want I want to hit you with a couple questions on this just a little further. Um, for you though, go back to, you are, well, actually, let me hit on this. You are in a position now where you're looking at, you're, you're making some changes to the way that you exhibit energy in your business and your life. What are the things that you are looking forward to? Because it is still the new year. We're on the 18th of the year. I was telling you, it was like, it's the third Monday of the year. People are starting to not show up on the commitments that they had for the new year. This is why we're doing this podcast. What are the things that you're doing to make sure that those targets that you put in mind are going to happen? And if you can uh, go a little bit more, not just tactics wise, but we're talking a lot of the mindfulness, like making sure we shut things down, doing things like that. What are some of those things that you're doing too? You're going to get after it this year. Oh, okay. So like, I didn't do the classic start on January 1st and like, you're going to do 75 hard. Like that was not my story at all. I actually, um, my cousin Katie and I, we collab all the time. She's a mindset coach and I bring business Mm -hmm. strategy, like social media and business strategy. She does the mindset things. And we've been doing launches back to back since like July, August last year. And so I knew in the month of December, like I really wanted to like chill and spend a lot of time with my family and still do my client fulfillment, which wasn't a ton. And so we really relaxed a lot in the month of December, even though it was our biggest sales month of the entire year, it was surprising what I could get done in like four hours a day and take a lot of time off with the family. And once I could see that, I'm like, well, damn, okay, we can do six figure months with me working like less than 20 hours a week. Why am I not doing that all the time? So I step into 2021 with that energy of knowing like, okay, the old me would have looked at the benchmarks and been like, okay, from the first to the 10th of the month, if I don't hit this much much in revenue, this month is going to be shot. Like that was the old me and masculine energy looking at metrics, driving myself insane. And I realized like, no, you can actually model your business and do like micro courses and masterclasses and have launches that feel totally aligned and totally within your energy scale. And it could still be a super successful month, even if all the sales come in in like four days at the end of the Mm. month, it doesn't matter when the sales come in. It's, does it feel awesome? Because I think when, when you are constantly selling and pushing and doing things that actually don't fulfill you, people can feel that on the other side of the camera. 
They can feel it in your copywriting. They can feel it in your text. They can feel it in the response inside a messenger. Like they can feel that you're short or you're not in it. And so I took like the first 10 days of the month and just really reflected on all the magic that happened in 2021. I documented it. I looked at the things that didn't feel great and I extracted the lessons from it and actually had a bonfire and burned the bullshit that I didn't want to take with me into 2021. Like it was very cleansing. And so, yeah, that was really how I got the energy and the inspiration and the new, it's literally like a new energy cycle started where I was like, I think I'd like more challenge. I think I'd like to do a 75 hard thing. Mm. What are some of the things you do in terms of the reflection aspect? Do you, do you write, do you journal sometimes? Like what are some of the things that you found that you do that maybe you only do because of the maturity you now have as an entrepreneur or business owner? Well, one of my teachers actually walked me through a process that, you know, like we have our phones, right? And Mm -hmm. one of my teachers was like, okay, so go through your camera roll of all your pictures of 2020. And I was like, girl, you don't know what you're asking. Like I'm that person that has like 20 something thousand pictures. And she's like, no, go through the year. And if there's like pictures or like I had seen a meme somewhere that was just like delete conversations that tax you energetically that taking mm. into like a crap cycle mentally like you don't need it delete it let it go and so that first 10 days of the month I literally reflected I went back through the pictures of my camera roll and there were pictures with people that triggered me and I honestly just deleted them And instead of just deleting it and then being bitter, I went through a practice of like writing down, like what lesson do I extract from that? Mm. Because there's a part of like forgiveness and letting things go where you can just like say like, F you, I don't want you in my life anymore. And that's not forgiveness. And that actually doesn't help. But if you're going through and you're energetically clearing stuff, like you can look at the picture and go like, okay, this brings something out for me. What lessons can I extract from that? And you forgive the person, you forgive the situation and you pull the lesson, but you let the person in the situation go. Mm. So now you're into 2021 and you're building this entire year on a foundation of like forgiveness. Like you're clear with people and you don't have to go tell them that you forgive them. Like that's freaking weird. But like just letting things go, deleting the old stuff. That's like, it pulls you into a weird mental loop, deleting the pictures that pull you into a weird mental loop, deleting the conversations that pull you into a weird mental loop, pulling the lesson out of it and how you can be a better person and starting your year with that. Plus all the great memories, all the good things, all the things that happened that you didn't even celebrate and giving them their moment being like, I need to anchor that. Like that was a freaking vibe. I can't believe I did that. And I didn't even celebrate it. Like this is the moment to like catch up and celebrate it. Mm. Oh, I love this. Can you, I want to make sure we stick to time. I've got like two more things I want to hit on real quick. We've got uh, 15 or so people watching on Facebook live. If you guys have any questions or is this been a D, I mean, come on. I'm getting some crazy value out of it. I've literally thought Extina so many times in this interview how much I cannot wait to re-listen to what you were talking about here when I have the, the podcast air. So if you're watching this live, let us know what your reaction has been so far. 
I, uh, I want to ask you real quick about this mastermind that you're doing at the end of the month. You, we've, you've shifted. When we talked, I didn't realize that you had been at the beginning stages of shifting coaching into your, your offer. And you guys were finding immediate success with it, but it sounds like you're, you're switching some things up. You're doing more things. You're leaning into the things that are getting results. Can you talk a little bit, not less about what you're doing and more, or excuse me, less about the tactics beyond what you're doing and what you do, like what's going on in this free Facebook group for women? Like, I don't know if I gave it the proper introduction. Can you talk about that and what's coming up? Dude, yeah, of course. So um, I've been doing consulting for women who are launching their brands on social media. Backstory that you guys have already heard here. We did over a million dollars on social media I was one of the first people using Facebook Live. Like it used to be this whole thing to even get to do Facebook Lives if you weren't a verified account like back in the day. Mm -hmm. So we built our whole brand with Facebook Live and copywriting and Facebook groups. And so whenever I hear women talk about their passion or what they want to do or the offers that they want to create and they're miserable in their jobs and like, it's like this like bright popping lights of ideas come out for me. And I'm like, well, you could do this, 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 and this and organically build your brand. And I know organic is not what everyone wants to do. Some people really want to do paid ads. They really want to automate. They really want to have many chat. They really want to like have a bot do all their stuff. And I've always been very high touch. Like I love mm -hmm. being connected with my clients. I like to hear their voice. I like to see their face. I like to know them. I like to zoom with them. I like groups. Like I'm, I'm, when I'm working with someone, like I'm freaking in it with them. And so back in 2019, I launched a social media training platform and it was super successful. And then we had Sloan, so I scaled back on it and I revamped it this past summer with my cousin, coach Katie. So we specifically love to work with women who have either been trying to do a business for multiple years and not been successful because they're following someone else's pattern and it's not right for them energetically, or people who want to get out of their corporate gig. They want to be able to have this lifestyle of like working maybe four or five, six hours a day. They're going to hit it hard, but with social media strategy and the mindset to really, really support them. So that's what we do. We help women with their mindset their launches and their organic social media strategy. I love it. I love it. I want to ask you a question and that we get all the time from our clients that I do want to wrap things up because you're, you've been so generous with your time. Just real quick, in terms of the, like putting yourself out there on social media, I was having this conversation with a client earlier today. It's like, we, we literally, it went from, you know, you talk about like from a political aspiration, like when you, where you are born has a heck of a lot to do with where you are, end up, right? We know that because you, you go through dirt, certain channels and there's obviously so much that goes into that. You can't just say there's just X, you know, it's just X, Y, and Z. This is what's going to happen. That being said, there's specific channels you go through because those are what successful to you. With COVID, it seems like everybody's channel became whatever was their social media uh, intake, right? So if your social media was strictly a lot of friends from home or really specifically people who are uh, just go going on and ranting about things who are, um, how do I put that into a story? Like literally people who use Facebook as a, just a, just a, just a social, you know, way and extension of themselves for the people who are looking to build a, 
brand, but specifically they're trying to express themselves and their business and they're trying to push forward what's valuable to them and the people that follow them. How do you distinguish between getting over the, uh, who, uh, Travis Peters dropped a ridiculous line I thought, which was great. It was like, when you post something and you, or you feel the fear behind you know, posting something that might not be genuinely acceptable for Facebook or whatever the case is, he's like, you're actually going back to a fear because you've judged somebody for doing the exact same thing and putting themselves out there, right? So I was thinking about that for you. What are some, what are some tips and just some ideas in terms of when you're trying to express yourself and trying to push the ball forward, yeah. this is like too much for an end question, right? <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are some things you have in advice for beginners, people who are just trying to build their, their, their identity online, they're trying to actually connect with people and see what people need. Um, I'm just curious to get your thoughts on this. And I realize this is like way too big of a question. No, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's such a good question. Cause there's like, you know, you can watch someone on social media and you can go like, wow, they share everything. They share their struggles. They share their pain. Mm. They share their, you know, everything. And you go, wow, like what an overcomer. Mm. But on the other hand, you would never buy anything from them because what they brought to the table was really, it wasn't showing themselves as an authority. It was showing themselves as someone who has a lot of hard things in their life that they're in the middle of. And if I see someone on social media and they're, they're using their posts as like a dear diary and they're not showing that they have authority, they're not there's, here's the thing. Like, I don't think anyone should be fake on social media. I don't think that you should only sugarcoat. I don't think you should show your highlight reel, but if you're in the middle of something pretty crazy and you want to talk about it, you've got to make sure that you're showing your overcomer. I, you've got to show your authority. You've got to show your mental game and how you have the upper hand in this sucker. Mm. Because if you want people to see you as a leader, Travis Peters freaking said this at the thing that we were at together in Nashville. Mm -hmm the fastest way to be a leader is to show up as a leader. So mm -hmm. you don't show up as a crybaby in the middle of your stuff. You, you can show up and you can say like, this is crazy, but this is how I'm getting it literally by the cojones. Like I've got this. So that's the, that's the distinction on social media. You can talk about what you want to talk about. You can talk about your struggles, but you better show people how you've got the upper hand if you expect them to buy from you. You're freaking awesome. Hit her up. If you are on Facebook, that's probably the best way to get in and check out. Well, actually, how do, how do people, if they're interested in hearing more from you, where can they follow you? Where can they up a note you? at the bottom of this video, um, write more there at the is. bottom. If you want to jump into our masterclass at the end of the month, uh, my cousin Katie and I, we drop a free masterclass pretty much every month inside of our free private group. And it's always on uh, women's mindset, business, social media strategy, life hacks, and they are freaking fire. Like if I was to sell them, they would probably sell for over a thousand each and we do them completely for free. So if you want more, put more in the comments and dude, what have you got going on? I got like seven minutes before my next call. What's up with you? <laughs> wow. Drop more for that. And I also want, well, real quick, real quick. I got to give a shout out to, to, to Brad, your husband, Brad, because I read his book and you read book his book. Yeah, well, well he, he gave me his book, Fear Due to Your Purpose. And it was, 
he, I told him this, it's like the, the forward, um, I can't remember the gentleman who wrote it, but it's so good in the sense that he just says, this is something someone should read and come back to several times a year. Such a great read, such a great read. So I want to plug that because Brad's freaking just awesome. So I'm so stoked that he, he gave me that book and, and um, I wanted to give it a shout out for that. And for us- That was our first Amazon bestseller. Was it? Yes, we launched it and it hit Amazon bestseller in four categories. Ooh, there it is. It's Amazon bestselling book, people. So I'll give you actually a couple things. So a couple things here. So we have, so the podcast is, we have new episodes every day on this podcast right now. I mean, that's just a, that's, we've been doing that for pretty much through the new year. It, it's weird for us. So we, we, we help um, my partner, Tyler Joy, and we also have uh, Tanner. Actually, they both just landed. Uh, in Nashville, and we're here for five weeks, and we've got this gathering later this week. We didn't set goals for the new year because we basically had like a 20-day stretch or a 15-day stretch here to start the year, and then we are getting together. We have this gathering. We have all this great stuff that's going on this week, so we're setting goals this week, which I'm so stoked about. So we help mostly. We're helping clients who actually are looking to launch a coaching product or service on top of their business in which they already have. So most of our clients have done some kind of digital asset. Like uh, they have a self-published book. They have yes. a, they have a blog, they have a podcast, they have something where they're putting their authority out there, yeah. but then they're trying to do another one of those things and selling that at a really low rate doesn't pay bills. And the reality is there's also a very small segment of like, if we look at somebody's audience, Let's say they sell 500 freaking books, not a crazy amount of books, but holy cow, that's a lot of freaking books. That's not family and friends that are buying your books. The reality is there's a sub niche there of people who are really struggling with this. something. And this. we know, and we know that 90% of people who buy your book are not going to read it. It's going to go on the shelf and it's not going to get read. So you're actually, by not offering an opportunity to work with them, either one-on-one -on -one or in a mastermind setting and doing things like you're doing with your free Facebook group and being, and being present with the people who need it, you're actually being selfish in the sense that you're not actually offering somebody what they need in terms of transporta tra transformation. And by the way, they'll pay you for it. You just have to ask because they've been struggling with this for so long, right? So like so the perfect person to work with you already has a blog that they've established. People want to read their stuff. They already launched an ebook or wrote a book. They've already published. People have already bought it. And now they're thinking like, wow, it's going to take me like hours and hours and hours of time to write my next thing that's going to sell for $14.99. And they're missing the boat on the fact that every single person that reads their stuff already might want a deeper connection with them and probably would like some consulting and they're willing to pay for it. Right, right. That's your person. And it's, it's funny because as we keep doing this, we fell into it. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't go out to do this. We started doing this for, I mean, the, the way back stories, we did it for one client and we both kind of before Tyler and I were together, we just literally kind of both ragtag this thing. And they, uh, she paid us uh, like literally a few hundred bucks each. I'm pretty sure initially, and I wasn't even involved in the launch. I was involved in all this other stuff and we were both kind of working in tandem and then I exited and then this launch did just that we did really well with the launch. I mean, she crushed it. So then fast forward six months, it's like, why are we not going full blown on this? So what, what, what I'm intending with that is what we've realized more and more that we're working with this, we can help people 
combining the right factors, whether they're whether they have those assets, those digital assets that you just laid out, or if they don't, there's still a path for both of those people. And that's what we're we're having a lot of fun building that out. As you know, there's so many people that we can serve, but trying like to stay focused. Men or women better? Come say hi. Do we you have like men or women better. I think we have most of our clients are women. It's wow. weird because most of our most of our go. What is up, Brad? Yo, big guy. I just gave the book a shout out. I was like, people got to go check out the book. Oh, thank you. Which which one? Your duty, your purpose. Your purpose. Awesome. No, it was great. And we were just talking, and uh, uh, not only about that, I did not know that there was an Amazon bestseller. That is freaking awesome. He's like, he's so humble. (laughs) He's so humble. Look at this. I love it. You you know, I, um, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with this. What I was just saying with, um, no, you know, it's, it's, it's so, cause we were talking about this going into this gathering that we're at this week. It's like, we don't, there's so many people who can help us if we just ask. Right. And it's like, how often do we just forget to ask and we just want to go, raise in and go do the thing when the reality is if we ask somebody they're probably going to have a solution that we yeah we need to follow we need to go get our own reps and we need to make our own mistakes on those certain paths or whatever it is but holy cow they can save you so much time actually just trudging through the jungle and that's what i'm so excited about with nashville um that we just got down here you can already tell a difference in energy down here in Tennessee. I don't know what it is, but there's a big difference in energy here. It's always easier to adapt something someone else has built than it is to build your own from scratch. Mm. So that's where asking other people for advice and help comes into play is you just, you get to take something they built and adapt it for you rather than try and create something brand new. And you know, depending on how much context they have on your situation, if they have more context, that value gets, it's only just gets sharper, right? It's like the end of the tip of a spear. It gets sharper and sharper. You're not and about to bring Sloan on here. Oh Sloan's my gosh. Sloan's gonna say hi and oh we my are gosh. gonna laugh it out. <laughs> yeah, you got a two o'clock or three o'clock where you're at. Sloan, so good to see you. Extina, thanks so much for taking the time. Brad, great to see you. Oh, geez. I don't know how to, cl- there's no way I can close this out without just being like, this is freaking awesome. Thank you guys so Brad, much. You're amazing. This is thanks episode 128. Time. Get after a podcast. Talk to you all soon. We're done. Stina, thanks so much. Thanks, Ed. All right, take care, buddy. See ya. Yo, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. We have new content every single day here on the Get After It podcast. Check us out. I am so stoked to have you a part of this community and just absolutely appreciate you following this journey. So that being said, I will see you back here tomorrow.